Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There's been much talk about the handling of concussions that happen in games and if it's being handled properly. Is the system in place that when a guy gets concussed that he gets taken out of the game because he should? Is he getting the right evaluation, the right care in the the moment? And generally what happens is we get all these replays of guys that are getting up woozy or particular hits, and we see them in slow motion, and then there's really nobody, it seems like, that's in the right place to make these calls. Sometimes it happens. There's independent guys. The officials are supposed to be a part of it. But there, there isn't enough of it. And it is difficult, especially if you are someone who's not just focused on a particular player the entire time. If you're a yeah. coach and you're looking down at the play sheet, I mean, you don't know exactly what's going on. And another one of these high-profile examples happened yesterday as Texans quarterback Tom Savage gets hit and then clearly on a replay is having what I can best describe as a mini-seizure of sorts where he is shaking and uncontrollably and then pops right back up and goes to the sideline. But there's no doubt that that it was was seizure-like. And there's an official right there looking at him and then he goes to the sideline, goes into the tent. I believe he goes to the locker room after that, too. And five minutes later, he's back in the game. Now, maybe there was not a concussion. I don't know enough about it. But he shouldn't be allowed to be in the game if he had a mini seizure. And maybe the concussion didn't show up at that particular moment. We've talked about that before with symptoms where it's not immediate. And then yeah. there's it, it develops as time goes on. But the person that I blame the most for this is maybe not even the doctors that are there evaluating him because they're looking for certain things, and maybe they didn't see it. But that official who's right there, because there's a guy, if you look at this video, he is right there looking at Tom Savage do this shaking thing. He's got to do whatever's in his power to say, look, I saw this and talked to somebody. He cannot play again after that. Like, keep him out of the game. It's more important than him coming back into this football game. So, no, the system isn't working, but I really, other than giving people more power than the NFL would like to or teams would like to give, like an official shouldn't be able to just look at a guy and take him out of a game. I don't know what the answer is for this. Yeah, and I don't know if officials won't necessarily have that responsibility. They have enough on their plate, and you have those who've been relegated to – to uh, or, or that you've uh, delegated responsibilities to those uh, independent uh, doctors who who see this and then assess whether or not a player can uh, can return to the field. The coaches have been taken out of the equation as they should, and and, and so there are enough people I, I think involved in the processes in which you should be able to uh, discern whether or not this young man should be should have been put back out there. You, you're watching Tom Savage, as you describe, visibly shaking uh, their both arms. He clearly looks as though he's knocked out or he is 
uh, having a, a, a seizure, and, and yet he pops up or he crawls and, and then pops up. He heads over to the sideline. He's in the tent. He's in the locker room, and he's allowed to go back in the ball game. I was shocked that he returned to that football game considering what he looked like there on the field where he's just visibly shaking, and, and yet you're going to allow him to go back in the ball game. I don't know what those doctors saw, and I don't know how he could have fooled them, uh, but it, obviously they did not see him in that uh, – the, the, the condition he was in initially when he went to the turf or was taken to the turf and was out there shaking. And they didn't see that. They didn't witness that no, or else they couldn't there's no have. way they, they, they see that and they think it's a good idea for him to uh, to come back in the ballgame. Matter of fact, if they had witnessed that, he goes straight to the locker room. No tent needed. Yeah, I think this is probably what happened is he has this episode that, by the way, we saw it in slow motion, zoomed in, mm-hmm. focused only on him. Someone sees it, the official who can call for an evaluation. He's allowed to do that. So he sees this as, all right, he needs to be evaluated. He goes to the sideline. They do the evaluation. And whatever symptoms they look for for immediate concussion, he he might not have had those. But it doesn't mean that he should have been back in the game. So I think that something like this can slip through the cracks. But that's where, in this particular instance, I don't know if the official did this or not. I don't know if he just called for the evaluation. But... I'd say, I don't know if you guys saw this, but he was having a seizure. Like, I, I don't know if he said that or he can say that or he felt that it was his responsibility. The only thing that and I don't even know, if, does Tom Savage even know that that happened to him in that moment? I mean, does he have any idea? I don't know. We don't know. Yeah, only he can speak to that. And I would hope an official, even though it's not his responsibility, he wants the trainers get out there, the doctors get out there to take a look at the player. Yeah, they can share that information. Why wouldn't they? They could just cozy up to the to the doctor or trainer there and say it, it appears as though he was having a seizure, and then you share it and you move on and get ready uh, once they have cleared the field of the player, get ready to, to for the next play. So yeah, I don't see how that's out of his purview. He can he can share that information and he should. Yeah, I, I just and I'm... usually in those situations as well, uh, your your own players and, and sometimes the opposing team's players they are. You know, hurry, their arms in the air, and they're telling the medical or someone on the sideline, get out here quickly. You know, they're, they're, they're motioning to the sideline for the medical personnel or someone to get out here and, and, and take a look at it. This is serious. Yeah, and everybody today is going to be crushing the Texans. How do you let them back in the game? And I can't believe you did this. And I don't know if that's where the discussion should go. I think it should go, did everybody know the information that was out there? And I don't know if that's the case because it's very easy for someone who's either an independent observer or a team doctor or whomever to miss that yeah. on a sideline. Like everybody thinks that, that that the Texans, that everybody involved saw that video or everybody's got their phone out looking at Twitter and, and looking at that. I, what they're focused on is, all right, we, we need to evaluate him for a concussion. They did so. And I don't think they put him back in the game knowing he had a concussion. They put him back in the game saying that the normal signs that we look for with the concussion are not there. Yeah. And I don't know if they had the information about the seizure. So that's why I'm bringing up questions about the process and how it's fixed as opposed to just the yelling and screaming about the Texans because I'm not going to assume that the Texans knew that this dude had a seizure in the end zone right. and then willingly put him back in the game. I don't think that they did that. Right. Where I think the breakdown was was the communication, the information that was available didn't get to the important people. Right, and then you get the training staff out there. By that time, you know, the guy's crawling and trying to get up and right himself. So uh, if they see a player in that that state, 
and he's visibly shaking. Uh, there's no way you allow him back on the sideline. You're going immediately to the locker room. That's it. Your day is over. 855-212-4CBS. If you want to join the show, 855-212-4227. Elijah in Houston on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Elijah. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, man? Hey, uh, I was just calling about the concussion issue, and I was thinking about Alvin Kamara in the Thursday night game. Yeah. I mean, he got that concussion, and they immediately – pulled him and they saw the signs they were looking for so they immediately sent him to the locker room and i feel like you know obviously the savage thing they missed whatever signs there may have been but with kamara at least you know they handled it correctly so it's not that they botch every call it's just i mean i think especially savage he has a history of concussions once you have a history it may be i don't know i'm not a doctor but it may be more difficult to spot him and it may take longer to show symptoms, but I believe it was Kamara's first concussion, so that may be more evident well, how his it, body reacts. Well, if if Savage has a history of them, that's true. The doctors are, 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 are they they know that information. They have that information on hand. So if someone who has been susceptible to them previously, uh, and, and you have to go out there and get him, and you're putting him through the concussion protocol, uh, and in and, and that moment. It, that should be a telltale sign. No, he's not going back in. The argument of, but look, it worked in this instance, cannot be applied with concussion protocol because we have seen what this does, these repeated head injuries does to players. And there's not a person out there that's going to allow one of these to fall through the crack and feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I'm I'm willing to admit that it's a difficult process, and I don't think that people are totally incompetent, and they're still trying to figure out how to get the best information. Yeah. But it's not going to go over well for anybody if you say, well, hey, I mean, it worked with this guy, and he didn't come back in the game, especially when you've got a video that's as jarring as this is. And this wasn't your classic guy got hit in the head, took a second to get up. I mean, I don't think I've seen a seizure on a football field before. No. So no. Th- that's just not going to fly here. I just my, – my main question – that I don't have an answer for is, is there a foolproof way to make this right? And I think it is very, very difficult. And they've made major strides. Yeah. I mean, they got a dude up in the box with binoculars as, you know, he's a spotter. He and can they can stop the game at any time right. if they notice the something. The officials can do that. Yeah. The people on the sideline can do that. Yeah. But still, like, having been on sidelines, never on an NFL level, but still on a college level, like, stuff is just, it's crazy. What goes on? People moving around. There's cameras going back and forth. There's a guy with the parabolic mic. There's cheerleaders that are there. It's just nuts. So, like, unless you're focused solely on that, like, the team doctor could have very easily not seen people walking in front of you. Yeah. You know, there's big bodies. He's on the ground. So you can't just say, like, it's that easy to figure it out. Um, But if there is someone up there with binoculars in the booth that's looking down, that person should especially with a quarterback and a guy who's got history of it, he shouldn't miss that. Right, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering whether or not they showed uh, Savage there on the ground when he was shaking, if they showed that on the, the big monitor there in the stadium. And, and then you get another Well, that would be. Then, then, I, then you got people to blame. Right, yeah. If that happened and right. you still uh, were blind to what, what, what occurred, well, yeah, you need to answer for that. Yeah, I would be surprised if it was. I mean, 
it, it everybody's operating under the assumption that everybody knew that this happened to him. And I don't. And I'm not. When no. you're in the. Yeah, yeah I know. We're yeah. not. But that's a lot. What I've heard is like, how, yeah. how could how guys no. a seizure is back in the game? I don't know that if everybody knew that. Yeah. And Savage, of course, you can't trust the player. The players are going to want to go back in the game. Of We've said that a million times. But if people did know he had that seizure and then went back in the game, even if they did evaluate him and you didn't see the concussion symptoms, and yeah, I mean, that's awful. But I don't. I just don't think that that's the case. No, so. and, and, and don't get upset with Bill O'Brien. He has no say-so in this process at all. They've taken it out of the coach's hands. It's all about the doctors, and it, it, and it's an independent guy that's up there and that can notice this and rule on these things. So uh, this is not a situation where you, you had in the past where a coach can say, okay, get back in there. No, the trainer, the doctor, the team doctors, the independent uh, doctor, they make that ruling. Yeah, I'm watching football differently this year than I have ever. I I just it's it's gotten worse and worse, and then this year it's it's really I've I've totally changed the way I'm watching it because I mean even with that that Wentz hit I didn't know he tore his ACL but I definitely mm-hmm. gave a, a visible or an audible mm-hmm. when he got hit like that and then he went I mean he still continued to play which was crazy and I thought he'd be okay but he wasn't but th- that Shazier thing really I mean that was a that was a big deal it still is a big deal and then seeing this thing I mean they, talk about like totally emotional and jarring images of this game that we've gotten in six days' time. <laughs> Ser- like, think about Shazier and and that whole deal yeah. with him not giving a thumbs up going off the field. And then Tom Savage shaking in the end zone. I mean, that's – it's when you watch a game, you're not prepared emotionally for those types of things. No, but you have to expect it. Unfortunately, knowing the game – I don't think you expect, uh, like, a potential paralysis well, or a seizure. It, it, well, that – crosses your mind even as a player uh that crosses your mind you, you you're aware of the dangers and ryan shazier uh, uh will tell you i that, that i screwed up on that play i, I should right. have had my head up and, and no are you prepared for it even though there's a possibility that it it, it can happen no uh you're not but it, if it does unfortunately occur you understand the the perils of this game, and that's part of it. And we don't wish for it, we don't hope for it, we'd never want it to happen. But when it does, you you just have to chalk it up to that side. Of the, that's the nature of this beast. Yeah, but these are two very rare, jarring things. Is my point. Mm-hmm. And and generally, you're right. I mean, that m- most players know what they're getting into. They still choose to do it. I remember that uh, quote from Jamal Adams of the Jets early on in the season about the, I want to die out here and I love the game and mm-hmm. a lot of people share mm-hmm. that same mentality. But these two, I think, were unique in just the imagery of it, uh, and and yeah. that's and I, and I think more so than just your average torn ligament or broken right. leg or concussion. I mean, these were extreme examples. Well, they are jarring, and 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 they are extreme, and we've seen them from time to time throughout the history of this game, and luckily it doesn't happen too frequently. Uh, so uh, it's it's fresh on our minds right now. The, the moving pictures of Ryan Shazier there in hospital was, you know, that was great to see him and, and his family, uh, and and you know, see him upbeat and all that. Uh, but you just have to move on. We were discussing well, how as a player you're out there and you see your teammate in that state, and yet you have to wipe that uh, out of your mind and go back out there here in a few moments and and be all physical and aggressive again. 
uh, and, and it's the same if, if you're watching it and you're not participating. You, you understand that, but you have to move on if you choose to and enjoy the game for what it is. It really would be fitting that in this year of injury, Aaron Rodgers would come back from one and go on some sort of magical run. That would be fitting. Against your Vikings? I'm already prepared for that. Just oh. as you say you're prepared for anything in the NFL, I'm prepared for the worst possible thing to happen. Go Vikings. Look, I've had a lot of good luck recently. What if if the, that's the thing that isn't the good luck and they end up losing the Packers, I'm okay with it. What if the Vikings knock him out again? Mm-hmm. How about that? I don't, I don't like that. I like when I see the best of the best. He's going to be out there, and then he gets clocked again. Like the He's Wentz the best injury, of the, best. the Wentz injury, and the Rodgers injury have helped the Vikings. I don't want to see either one of those things. That sucks for the NFL. The Vikings were going to beat the Eagles anyway. Wentz, Wait. they could bring back Ron Jaworski. You are such a flip flopper. I'm not flip flopping on on the Eagles. And I'm not flip flop. They were going to beat them. At, first of all, you I had, said earlier if if Wentz was under center, I still would probably pick the Vikings to beat them. No, you said that they'd be the favorites. I said the Vikings would be the favorite. No, I said that. We're gonna have to go back. You check weren't the listening. Tape. I was listening. You try to put words in my mouth, Mikey B. Did he say the the Eagles were going to yes. be the favorites if no, Wentz was still there? I did not say that. No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's checking said, out again. No, I'm not checking he's checked out. Checked out again. He's just. He's, I think what he's saying is you've changed your opinion on. I this. have to listen back. I did not change my opinion. Oh, you flip flop! I, I said the. Flip, I, I said the two city. teams that I would have as the favorites if Wentz was there or not would be the Saints and the Vikings. You got to get into politics, man. Tell me you're good at this. Really sneaky, very sneaky. Yeah, got home. Don't get me started. <laughs> Actually, Stop. yeah. I'm not going to get you don't, started. Don't. It's not fun. It's not. We're coming right back. I don't go it's there. Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Bogish is here, and he's got another update for us. What's happening, Andrew? Guys, the Baltimore Ravens do not currently have a playoff spot this morning. They would have had they held on last night in Pittsburgh. Terrell Suggs' team took a 31-20 lead into the fourth quarter and was up 38-29 with 6.44 left, but lost 39-38. This one sucks, but we got to get over it. We got to get over it. Yeah, this one's going to hurt, but it's best for us to have a short memory on this one. You know what I'm saying? Because we went out, it's a good chance we'll be in. The Ravens are tied with the Bills and Chargers for the second AFC wildcard at 7-6. Buffalo wins that tie for the moment. As for the Steelers, Chris Boswell's 46-yard field goal with 42 seconds left got them the AFC North. They've won eight straight games overall. The Pats can join them at 11-2 atop the conference tonight in Miami. A victory would also give New England the AFC East. The Eagles fear a torn left ACL for QB Carson Wentz. An MRI will confirm Wentz hurt when hit diving into the end zone in the third quarter. His touchdown negated by a penalty, but he stayed in the game to throw for a score before leaving. And how about those fighting Anthony Lenz? Rolling to his right as Rivers. <laughs> going deep. Has a receiver. Tyrell Williams makes the catch. 25-20 to the house. Rivers to Tyrell Williams. 75 yards. Knock on wood. That's the play in which uh, Josh Norman didn't even look like he wanted to compete. He just he didn't just let the guy outrun him. Simple little go route and Josh Norman. Guy who gets paid a ton to be a cornerback, shutdown corner. Hey, they don't call him Tyrell the Gazelle for nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Or is that just what you call it? That's what they call it. Oh, that's yeah. what they the call it. The Gazelle. The Gazelle. Once he mm-hmm. beats you, you're beat. 
There's no recovering. <laughs> like, you know, you ever see, like, the gazelle with the four legs and they just start going? That's what I'm trying to recreate for Brian right now. That's why he's laughing. It's not working. It's a gallop. You know, there, see, Bogus is doing it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what the hell you You know, it's like this. You know, when they get going? You look like Tom Savage. Right. We have never been whiter than right now, Greg. Exactly. So true. <laughs> and they fly. <laughs> Laugh now. I Get am. burnt later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that highlight, by the way, from Matt Money Smith on Chargers Radio. LA Money Smith. Thumping Washington 30 13. that much money. For its fourth straight win. <laughs> Got that kick. Keeping them even with the Chiefs atop the AFC West at 7 and 6. The Chiefs dumping the Raiders 26 15. John Carlos Stanton could be officially unveiled. As a Yankee this afternoon, after undergoing his physical this weekend, Jack Morris now in Trammell. Yeah, I need a physical. Look at him. He's in shape. Famers after voting from the Modern Era Committee, which did not elect Marvin Miller, Tommy John, or Don Mattingly. Jimmy Butler treating J.J. Berea like Brian treats Mike last night in Minnesota. Butler baseline drive. Layup good. He drew the foul on little J.J. Berea. J.J. puts his head down, sulks back toward the... Three-point line. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jimmy Butler will go to the stripe for an and-one. <laughs> J.J. puts his head down, goes back to the program director's office. So he gets beat down once again. <laughs> Take his second beating of the day. That is so wrong. <laughs> uh, Alan yeah, Horton knows us well on T-Wolves Radio. Butler scored 10 of his 22 in the fourth to get Minnesota past Dallas 97-92. His T-Wolves winning back-to-back games. For the first time in nearly four weeks, the Knicks held off the Hawks 111-107, and the Pelicans used a 44-point fourth quarter to beat the Sixers 131-124, 18 assists for Rajon Rondo. College Hoops, 12th-ranked Gonzaga hammered Washington 97-70, and number 21, Purdue beat IUPUI 86-61. That's career win number 300 for Boilermaker head coach Matt Painter. And the Wild got by the Sharks 4-3. The Blues topped the Sabres 3-2, both of those games in overtime, boys. All right, Pogus, thanks. So we talked about the Giants and the Cowboys before. We didn't mention this Demarcus Lawrence rant. <laughs> the Cowboys defensive lineman just goes after good. the officials after the game. I don't know what it is about player ref complaining that withstands the test of time. Mm-hmm. It's every time it's mm-hmm. funny yeah, or it's interesting yep. or it's worth playing. So here's another example of just that. I ain't see a holding call in the last five games, and it's ridiculous um, that the refs are out here just looking at me, you know, getting tackled by offensive linemen. Like, come on, if you're going to be out there, you know, do your job. And, and that's the main thing. Um, and I feel like it's unfair. Um, I feel like, you know, I got a family to come home to, so if you're trying to protect quarterbacks, you know, you got to protect me too. <laughs> if, you, if you're going to do it, you got to, you know, do it on both sides. And if you're going to sit here and call some BS on my old line, you got to call it on their old line too. When was the last time you heard Holden? Offense. <laughs> yeah. I got a family call, too. And they want some damn sacks, okay? Yeah. Sacks pay the bills. Yeah. I'm trying to get paid. You see my little celebration where I open up the safe, put the money in there? Okay. This is pay year for me, dog. Well, yeah. Think about it. He already got a big bonus for yeah. getting over that. And the, I think there's more bonuses he could It's probably why he's upset about it. Mess with my sex. <laughs> but, I mean, if he expects officials or the NFL to protect defensive ends like they do quarterbacks, then yeah. well, he's got a long time to wait for that. Yeah, you can forget about that one, though. <laughs> yep. 
When's the, when's the last time you heard holding offense? <laughs> when, when, when you hear them call some of them BS calls on their offense they, they, like they do on our offense, huh? All right, Mikey B went back to the original segment because you have been flip-flopping all day on the Eagles. So what is your official stance? What's your stance right now oh, on the Philadelphia Eagles oh, with Nick Foles? As I said in the first hour when we discussed this, whether Wentz was on the center or not, I would probably still have the Saints and the Vikings as favorites going up against them in the playoffs. That's okay. what I said. All right. That's what I'm saying now. All right. Yeah. Is that what he said earlier, Mike? Is that what he said? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, there's been like 18 different versions. Thank you. So I found this one. All right, let me hear it. With him out, they still have a fighting chance. They can hold their own, but I'm not going to favor them against those teams. Okay. Thank you. With him out. But you said before with Wentz. No, I don't. No, he didn't. No, no, he did. No, I didn't. We did not in that opening segment. No, I did not. You're hearing things. I'm not hearing things. Little voices in your head. You're wrong in this one. Okay, (laughs) I hate to agree with Brian, but why would you hate to agree with me? I'll smack you one. I do not. (laughs) (laughs) Because you physically abuse me. That's the reason why. I love you. I hug you. Okay, fine. Whatever. Okay, fine. I still am totally confused. Uh, I was too. Yeah, I get exactly. Talking in circles. Yeah, you were talking. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to get at here. Call that circumlocution. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Damn it. Do you have another Better Man show? Yes, we did. Last one in New York City uh, yesterday. Episode. Which episode? Episode four. Episode four. Yeah. Just, What's in yeah. episode four? Are there, do we have any new clips? I feel like this better man yeah. thing's just gone away as a part of What's the Gio right? and Jones show. Yeah, man. He He's going to keep clips. new episodes, keep popping up. Yeah. And we don't have any uh, any of the clips. What's up with that? Yeah, play the clips because I was watching football. <laughs> like you and missed it. Well, you yelled at me last week for watching football. Well, you, shouldn't, you should watch it. I was there doing it. But don't you? It's your show. I will watch it eventually. Okay. Yeah. You DVR'd it? Yes. On the DVR? It's on the DVR. Exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. What did we learn in this last episode? I just told you I don't know. But you just told me you did it. You didn't yeah, need to watch it. Back in August, July did it. Back in July? Yeah. Huh. Early August. Think I remember what I did back then? <laughs> I know you don't. Okay. There's no way you did. Right. right. So De-escalate it. a situation and not allow your anger to get the best of you. Yes, you sound so intelligent. Excuse me. I would like to uh, de-escalate the uh, situation. I'm, I'm here for my appointment, yes, and you don't want me to escalate the situation. Yes. Imagine if you tried to insert yourself into the Quentin Jefferson versus... The, the fan. Jags fans with that. Uh, excuse me, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> would you like, uh, please uh, de-escalate this situation and uh, don't let your anger get yeah. the best. Man, I'm here for my one fifteen appointment. <laughs> Michael Bennett would hit me low. <laughs> Take my knees out. Damn. <laughs> That's what I would say. That'd be my right. Damn, Michael. Looks like my- there's a few more clips. Oh, really? We got right. some new ones? Yeah, a couple uh, new man brain, woman brains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and barbershop. It's a couple new barbershops. No, a new barbershop. Uh, I don't remember that barbershop. Well, well, it says there's four of them now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> man brain. Woman brain. Sounds about right. How to feed the better man, but you're not in that. No, that's uh, Bobby uh, Parrish, I believe is his name, our chef. Yeah. Isn't he your personal chef? No. Oh, he's no, not? I have a different one. Oh, you have it's a different oh, Joanna. Oh, excuse me. Joanna. You're dating a prime rib woman on a meatloaf budget. Yeah. 
Aren't uh, we all? Something with Gwen about uh, men, money, and attractiveness. Yeah. What women want? Sex. What Ooh. women want from their partners? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hint: more sex. Really? Bitch gets <laughs> <laughs> after the sex. Want some biscuits? Is that right? <laughs> no, it was funny that because we we do that segment, Gwen among. Uh, Gwen uh, about men, and she's sitting there with her her friends, the females, and they were talking about a lot of good stuff that men, a lot of good information men could use. Big booty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I didn't talk about big booty. Uh, <laughs> like what? Just how to deal with stress and mm. some other stuff. You should watch it. Okay. Yeah, go to bettermanshow.com, folks. Check out all the clips. Yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing at in there? I'm looking forward to listening later. <laughs> oh, instead of what you usually listen to? <laughs> yeah, that, might be, that might be on hold on the drive home. Meditations. You know, meditations. Mindful Dan. Yeah, but Mindful Dan. Mindful Dan, those episodes. <laughs> Wait, what's so funny? No, that little bastard, he shows yeah. up. Yeah, little, he's everywhere. Little, little mini. Yeah, he helps you with road rage. And you're having <laughs> yeah. trouble falling asleep. Yeah, if you haven't seen the Better Man show when Brian gets into predicaments, this little, this little tiny SOB pops up. Like he shows up in his car, he shows up in his bedroom. He's like, Brian, everything will be okay. Yeah. Bastard! <laughs> All right. Coming up next, uh, who did Brian. Like the most out of the Heisman finalists, where he got to sit down and speak with them. Mm-hmm. And also, is there a big rift between star quarterback and coach that will cost one of them their job? Come right back. Check us out on Facebook at Geo and Jones. <laughs> Steve-O. <laughs> the big Steve-O. He says, does Gronk's one-game suspension have more to do with the ratings decline in a primetime game against the Steelers next week? Or is a wink and a nod by Goodell to the four-gamer Brady had to serve last year? I do think that a couple of those things are factors. I'm, uh, and I know that that is conspiracy theorist, theory-ish or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but think about if they had suspended Gronk for more than a game after he finally patched up this relationship with Kraft. I could see them on the phone. Listen, man, you know I got to give him a game, right? Uh, okay, and then Bob Kraft, uh, but not two, right? Because we got the Steelers coming up. I'm I would not, not be surprised. That. No. Then why did they only give him a game when Juju Smith-Schuster got a game too? I'm not. I, give me was, a good reason why. Given him, they should have given him at least two, okay, maybe why, three games. And why didn't they? Because they're crazy, and there's no rhyme or reason to any of the penalty penalties that they meet out up there. The punishment they meet out is ridiculous. They should have had more games. They were scared. They were definitely scared. I don't believe they were scared. No, they were scared. No way you Bob Kraft didn't want to do and it again. No, this has nothing to has nothing to do with uh, promoting a game down you know, versus Pittsburgh. No, mm. they just I wouldn't call them stupid, but they're not stupid. They're just misguided. Mis- when it comes misguided, to... folks. How about yeah, that? I tell you, there's definitely other factors going on there. There's no doubt about it. When it gets cold out there, your vehicle needs some extra attention. O'Reilly Auto Parts has the parts you need to keep your vehicle in fighting shape for the cold weather ahead. From choosing the right antifreeze for your engine to replacing your windshield wiper blades. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Brian Jones every year is lucky enough to be graced by the presence of the Heisman finalists. Yes. And this year was no different as Bryce Love, Lamar Jackson, and Baker Mayfield were up at CBS and I know that you've seen a couple of these guys before. However, 
this year, anything stand out to you about them and NFL and personality and stuff like well, that? Well, Bryce Love and Lamar Jackson will both uh, decide their futures after their bowl games. Uh, but they were all great. Uh, we had a, uh, so much fun as we do from year to year. You know, some guys a little bit more open and, and, and free with their thoughts and comments than others. Uh, but uh, Baker having been there before and Lamar having been there, of course, won last year. Uh, they were great. And Bryce Love, this being his first trip to New York uh, for the Heisman festivities, he was wonderful as well. We had a grand old time with him. We get to hang out with him a little bit before we tape anything for our halftime and postgame, and, and those guys were, were just outstanding. They were so cool. Lamar Jackson, last year I was sort of unimpressed with his ability to answer questions. Mm-hmm. I did not get a chance to see this year's. Was he any better? Yeah, he, he, he was a lot better uh, and uh, steadily improving. Okay. Uh, but uh, you know, Baker was great. We went there with the, the flag planting and, and, and supported him and mentioned that uh, when we were interviewing him in, in the uh, undercarriage uh, grab and all yeah. that. So we, we, you had to go there and, 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 and broach those topics, and we went there, and he asked, answered them honestly. And, uh, you know, Bryce, nothing really to critique, you know, talking about playing with a hurt ankle for half the season. That was a, uh interesting discussion, just how he got through that, especially being the, the main uh, cog in that offense until KJ Costello, KJ Costello started playing better at the quarterback position. Uh, late in the season, so uh, they they were all great, man. They were outstanding young men, and, and and of course we just get to see them in a in a snapshot. But uh, they seemed uh, very grounded and no no egos to speak of. I'm fascinated by Lamar Jackson's NFL prospects. Mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, he has that type of ability to take the league by storm, like Deshaun Watson did. Yeah, and and you don't hear a lot about him though, because he's not on a team that's that's good enough consistently good mm-hmm. enough to be in the spotlight. That's it, and he's not the passer Deshaun was. He's, he got better this year, completion percentage increase. Uh, and, and so uh, I, I think he's going to have to – we'll see if he decides to come out. If I was him, first you're going to see what your draft grade is, and I, I can't see him being a number one pick at a quarterback right now. Uh, but, uh, you know, if I'm him, I, I'm going to – one more year. Uh, in, in college, and, and then we'll see how he progresses. And he didn't have those marquee wins like he did a season ago. You know, the Florida State win this year didn't stand out as much as it did two years ago when they put what, 60 on him, and it was early in the season. So he had the stage, and he played well. I mean, his numbers are on par uh, with his, his numbers from his Heisman winning season. He averaged more total offense than he did when he won uh, the trophy uh, this year. Uh, he averaged more total offense, but uh, those marquee games, and he didn't have a, a stellar defense. I believe they ended up eight and four on the season, uh, so that was the big difference to, from uh, as opposed to uh, two years ago. Jameis Winston and Kirk Cutter, a lot of rumors that those two aren't getting along. Jameis Winston denied the report that there was tension brewing between the two of them. Uh, at this point, how could there not be tension brewing between the two of them? I mean, this. This year was supposed to be a big year for them. It's completely fallen apart. Jameis Winston hasn't been healthy. Dirk Cutter's job is on the line. Jameis, when he's been healthy, hasn't been all that good. I mean, I would hope there'd be a little bit of tension between the coach and the quarterback at this point. But what makes this a little more interesting is these two were like two peas in a pod there. Yep. He got the job because he was so 
uh, well-versed in Jameis, yep. basically, for lack yeah. of a better term. So, I mean, that, to see it, if it is indeed falling apart, is, is not all that surprising, but you thought that these guys were tight, but this is what losing is going to do to you. And, and Dirk Cutter, to me, is not going to be the head coach of the Buccaneers next year. I right? think it's, it's very surprising, considering all the success that Jameis was enjoying, and it seemed as though he was progressing nicely, developing into a consistent quarterback, and all the credit was directed at Dirk Cutter. And so Dirk Cutter basically helps him push Lovey Smith out the door because here we have our franchise franchise quarterback, and here's the guy who's helping him become uh, a better pro. And so we're going to make him the head coach, and everything's going to be just fine. And it's all falling apart. And a lot of it has to do with Jameis uh, not being healthy. But even when he is healthy, he has not shined this year. He has regressed as an NFL quarterback. And Dirk Cutter, he was getting all the credit for the guy playing well. Now that he's playing uh, bad, he's going to get all the credit for that. Yeah, and we saw more crying. Gerald McCoy, who got hurt yesterday in that game against the Lions, he was breaking down into tears. Everybody crying. Yeah. Damn. Let's cry. No, 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 no. I got, I got okay. no reason to. All right, cool. I'm not afraid to. I cried at a documentary I watched. Yeah, you were telling me that. No, you can't be afraid. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was called 32 Pills on HBO. It was the yeah. name of the documentary. God, it's just mm. gripping. Mm-hmm. It's about a sister who, uh, her, her sister committed suicide and swallowed 32 pills to do so. And then she had all her stuff in a, uh, a storage unit. And she went into the storage unit to try to figure out what happened and made a film about it. And the stuff that happens from there, I won't spoil it for those who want to see it. It was brand new this weekend on HBO. But, I mean, it is as compelling and gripping and heartwarming and breaking at the same time as as anything I've seen in a while. Yeah. So I I was embarrassed as it ended, and I was just... Why are you embarrassed? It's well, uh, just you know, it's, you're it's, human. It's, you're like Malik Jefferson. You're human. Yeah. Or Quentin Jefferson. Yeah, I was going to say who's Malik Jefferson. Oh, he plays for Texas. Yeah, Quentin Jefferson. Right. You're human. You're a human being. Yeah. And you have feelings. I, yeah, I don't. Well, you have to apologize for that. Well, you were screaming at Josh McCown for because he's not going to be crying. He broke his head. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. But he was emotional about the so, season. The f- five wins, you don't get emotional about that. I went 1-16 and 16 and I didn't cry. He loves his guys. This I was, went 1-16 and 16 and I didn't love my guys. Well, he knows that this could be the last time he starts. He's Josh McCown. Someone's <laughs> going to hire him. I don't He's going to play man. for every team in the league. Maybe, but he might be a backup. This was an opportunity to complete a full season. He never does that. He looked like an old man crying, too, didn't he? He did look like, like, he a, little, like an old gumming. man. Gumming. Gumming? Yeah. That is, is like it? you have any like adventures. Yeah, yeah, but you like do the old man voice. <laughs> When's the last time you cried? Oh, uh, damn. I tell you about all the times I cry. You never admit when you cry. Uh, I'm... Uh, I thought it was, I think it was recently. I was oh, was watching it? something. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, I was, I was watching something. I was watching something <laughs> with my family, <laughs> with my- <laughs> and I cried. Uh, what the hell was I watching? <laughs> I can't recall, but yeah, I think it was a week ago. A was, week, one week ago. Yeah. All right. I was. 
what the hell was I watching? <laughs> I can't remember. I'll just sit here until you figure it out. I don't know what I was watching, but I was crying, okay? And I'm not afraid to say it. I cry. I got feelings. So the Better Man Show? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was you, Mike. That yeah, was, was you. Right. You better right. cry. <laughs> you should. Man, I was, what the heck was I watching? I don't remember what I was watching. Mikey B got emotional, he told me, yesterday, because he was About reaching what? out oh, yeah. to. I didn't cry, but emotional. He was reaching out to several of the show's more famous callers to be able to reach out to us before the show ends. Uh huh. And he said that it was hitting him hard. He texted me and said it was hitting him hard. Yeah, it was a bummer. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no Yeah, and I, I totally ignored him and said, look at what I'm doing on DraftKings. All true. <laughs> yeah. I was like. All went back to you, huh? Yeah, I was like, screw that. Check this out. Well, I figured he'd be interested in it. That's oh, why I was. You got wispy yesterday thinking about us? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't believe it. See, those beatings work. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, they don't work, they work. America. It's, it, it's good. <laughs> How about that kid who went viral for the bullying? You see that video? No. Poor little kid gets bullied at his school. They're hitting him and pouring milk on his head. What? And then he makes his, one of, I guess, his mother or whomever. Made a video of, of him crying and explaining what happened to him. Thing goes everywhere. Goes viral everywhere. Wow. Delaney Walker invited him to the Titans game because I guess it was uh, he was from Tennessee, the kid. Cardi B chimed in. Like all celebrities everywhere. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So this kid now is going to get a nice little Great. boost of confidence yeah. from Can people we, now. The bully, do we know who the bully is? Are we, or I the mean, bullies? Can no, we, I don't. Can we invite them here so we can put a foot up there? You know what? Yeah, I don't know if they've been identified. Well, but, please uh, identify and we'll invite them to New York. I'll pay for it. The, the saddest we part about it. Ass. The saddest part about it was at the very end, he goes, I don't know. Maybe it'll get better sometime. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, it's just like just the dagger to the heart. Mm. Poor freaking kid. You started crying. No, I didn't cry. No, that you one. Cry no. I mean, I, I definitely was. You know, I mean, it's nothing wrong with crying, dude. I told you Clinch I cried. Yourself. I told you when I cried. I'm rem- I'm going to remember when I cried. It was recent. What? <laughs> you, st- you, you got about 45 seconds to let us know when it happened. I, I'm so. going to remember. I'll call. I'll was call it a movie? Sit- was it a TV show? Was it a radio show? Oh, I've man. cried at some radio shows. <laughs> <laughs> you cried this morning when I came. In. <laughs> Inside joke, America. Uh, <laughs> I don't know when I cried, but I cried. Okay, <laughs> dang, leave me alone. It was probably some. It was. A, it was commercial tele- or something. No, it wasn't a commercial. Like, like yeah, a, it was a triple for, for triple, COPD or something. <laughs> triple meat cheeseburger. When I start crying. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of those right now. <laughs> Thanks to Kadri Ismail. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mike Bisseglia. <laughs> Petey meets. Bogart, Pierno, and the people who listened to the show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow. Gio and Jones right here on CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.